0: We have to stop thinking of Facebook as a PPC platform. It's not display. It's not programmatic. It's not email. You know, it's not an inventory or demand-based platform. It is a user experience platform. What they don't realize is Facebook is the employee, you're the manager. The harder you work, the more you're micromanaging your employees. The more I micromanage an employee, the worse they are.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Building Blocks podcast. Today, I'm joined by an exciting guest, Charles Titchener, who is the founder of Disruptor School. And you can think of them like co-academy for digital marketing. And I can tell you from being here for so many years, something like that is absolutely needed. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Crack a cold one. I, 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 this is a uh, liquid death. That's where I'm rocking (laughs) at today. Uh, you got to murder your thirst. And I feel like, you know, we're going to be talking a lot today. I might as well wet my whistle.
1: Yes, yes. Mm,
0: thirst is definitely getting murdered.
1: Dude, that's a good ad. You should send it to him for UGC ads.
0: <laughs> I should. I should. Charles,
1: I didn't get to meet you until recently in person. And you're, you're so enjoyable to talk in person that I want to invite you to the show. Um, a lot of people around the space know you as the Facebook guy. You, you're the guy who has spent an absurd amount of money on Facebook. What's that number again? Three, $400 million on Facebook spent across your accounts and your students.
0: Yeah. Something around three to 400 million right now. I mean, it, you have to remember that I have some stuff where it's a seven figure daily budget, you know, I might have a seven figure monthly budget. Right. Sometimes it's eight. Um, I I've. Nine years ago, I was overseeing Activision, Nissan, CBS, and, and Levi's. Like they had eight-figure monthly combined budgets. Like I, I would spend a million dollars a day for CBS on an average basis. So like it, sometimes DTC, sometimes brand building. But yeah, um, that number is just absurd. And I was just the right guy in the right room at the right time to be able to have that opportunity.
1: Absolutely, and you know, everyone's talking about Facebook ads, this and Facebook ads that. And lately, it's been a lot of negative sentiments because of the changes. And I don't want to just do another show about, oh, let's just complain about iOS 14 changes. Today, I actually want to talk about, you know, some of your findings from spending so much money on Facebook, you're definitely getting a lot more data than the rest of us. I also want to dig in on things like, you know, how do we combat the changes of Facebook as a marketer? Um, things are, are actually still working. And, I, I want to go into some controversial stuff. Some some of your most controversial takes We'll we'll dive deep into that. But first off, I really want to ask you, like, how has Facebook changed today compared to two, two, three years ago? Like, does it still work or does it just work a little bit less?
0: Yeah, I think Facebook, I- I'll say it's a two, it's a double-edged sword. Number one, Facebook is smarter than it has ever been, which means that if we're using it in a way that leverages it, it's easier than it's ever been on the other side of that though. Especially now you'll see a lot of controversy thrown around iOS 14 and tracking of information. As far as I'm concerned, I remember every day for years. I mean, I remember before there was attribution on Facebook. So um, and then it was lovely that we had it. Um, And then everybody complained about it, took too much credit. And now they're saying, well, we don't get enough credit. And at the end of the day, business owners don't really care about credit. They care about revenue. So I'm not really concerned with feeding my ego as a marketer nearly as much as growing brands and businesses. Um, That all being said, what happened last year, more than anything, and is attributed to iOS 14, but is actually way more tied in with the rise of TikTok, is Facebook made a very specific point. And they were very public about this, but I don't think it really registered with a lot of folks that they are prioritizing the end user experience more than they have in a very long time. So Facebook wants you to be happy with your time on Facebook and on Instagram. They're changing, you know, they said, well, Instagram is a video platform and we're prioritizing communities and prioritizing connections and experience. And while iOS 14 came out at the same time, one of the big changes that we saw, and it was just a minor little shift, but because of machine learning, it has compounding impacts, is... Marketers that don't prioritize the end user experience saw soaring costs on the platforms, and those that did prioritize the way that Facebook users felt on the platform—basically, those that cared about their business partner's bottom line—saw tremendous success. And as a for instance, I got a, I got a, a student of mine from the Facebook Ads MBA program. He runs women's print-on-demand jewelry in America. He was upset during Black Friday because his CPMS went up by fifty percent, all the way to sixteen and eighteen dollars. Most people I know would love to see some CPM like that at all, and that was his super high, like, C- like super high, uh, you know, competition m- marketplace marketing towards women that aren't necessarily wanting to buy with jewelry, which everybody's trying to hawk and in that space, because his ads did the job of meeting Facebook's business objectives. He was getting ridiculously low cost of inventory. And so this is really playing into the idea of we have to stop thinking of Facebook as a PPC platform. It's not display. It's not programmatic. It's not email. You know, it's not an inventory or demand based platform. It is a user experience platform. And the less you try to force your experience you want onto people to try to extract money from them, the more you make Facebook's business objective of time on site and on app and consumer intent positive, the cheaper it's going to be for you to advertise and the higher the quality of the uh, experiences, the, the auctions you're gonna win. Um, at the end of the day, say you really give a damn about the end consumer. You're running heavily creative testing. There's a branding approach to it. You're running broad, dynamic creatives, lowest cost. You're doing all of that stuff. And I'm working off of interest groups and bidding models and lookalikes and heavily retargeting things, trying to do everything. I might have one or two ad sets that are way better than your broad. But every month you're getting better. Every month I have to work harder and harder just to maintain the same thing because I am basically making it more and more difficult just to stay afloat every month. And after a year, I'm probably going to struggle to stay on the platform. And you might struggle with funding because you ran out of money because you've been doing so much. And I've had more people struggle with having to go to VCs early and inventory issues Then I have people being priced out of the marketplace when you align yourself with Facebook's objectives. And I think every platform, every business relationship works like that. You know, any relationship, honestly, if you had a friend that said, this is what I need from you, if my wife said, this is what I need from you. And my response was the give her the finger and demand money. We're not going to be in a relationship very long. And there's really no difference with Facebook. I just think that in the last year, that's just amplified.
1: Right, right. So what you're saying is let Facebook do its thing because it's just so much smarter than us. And the more you try to work against it, the harder your life will be. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm seeing like the prompts that you're saying are usually good prompts for people like running out of inventory or name or funding to scale. <laughs> most people, I would say, listening to this and 89% of the people are probably like, man, I can't even get my Facebook to work. And, and I'm quite curious to hear like why is that the case? Like from your assessment, why does Facebook work Better for some brands than the other, even if they do the same exact thing. Is there is there a difference for how you can run Facebook ads for a brand at a certain AOV or a certain like brand recognition versus a brand who is very well known has uh, has a large audience already? What what is the different ways to approach these two types of businesses?
0: Yeah, that's a great question, and, and I've had the luxury because I have students and clients from all over the world, and I've been doing it for many years. I've had basically the same business come to me. 20, 30, 50 times, like over the years, right? Um, And that's happened all sorts of times. And and what I can say is the most important thing in running your Facebook ads is the business model. I think more than anything, outside of running Facebook side, but what happens after the click is so tragically undervalued. Um, I've seen two businesses running basically the exact same, I saw two skincare brands run the, basically the exact same stuff. Like they were literally sourcing from the same place. If they were white labeling more or less the same product. And one of them leveraged influencer marketing, Google like search and email and made a lot of money or made a lot of profit margin, but had a really hard time growing. And the other one heavily favored customer service and Facebook ads. And as a result, they ran at a much lower profit margin per transaction, but they run at a much higher profit margin per customer. And one of them went out of business in 18 months. The other one uh exited for an eight-figure uh exit in, in 26 months from founding. So one of them was a $24 million deal, the other one fired everybody and closed up shop. And oh man. The the big difference there is. One of them focused on return on ad spend, right? And marketing efficiency. They were like, every penny we get is supposed to bring in more stuff. The problem is, if you're not feeding the pool and you're not generating return income, then you ultimately don't have a business model built to scale. And I want to give credit to Cody Plofker of Jones Road Beauty, who said something um, on a podcast. Uh, And he said, you know, I think it was a tweeter in a podcast, but he said, a good business will scale an ad account. And I think I've tried to say that exact same thing for years and years and years, but sometimes just somebody saying it's so simple and beautiful, like you can't get better than that.
1: Quickfire question for you, quick fire answers. What are the three things that you absolutely need to do right now to succeed on Facebook?
0: I think the three things that I highly recommend to everybody do is one, embrace broad as soon as possible. Remember, broad is a noun, not an adjective. It is age, gender, and location. Every bit of targeting you put on top of that adds to the cost of CPM. Um, because ads do the targeting. That's an objective fact, so why not let the system find the right people? That in mind, also, I'm using dynamic ads as much as possible. Dynamic creatives are tremendously powerful. Keep them simple, make them actionable. Every spend should inform you, even if it's a win or a loss, what you need to do. Let Facebook construct the end user experience in a way that is best for your business relationship with Facebook. And then the third thing I'd highly recommend is you need to simplify your offers and really figure out what is the most profitable customer journey for your needs right now. Do you have cash flow? Do you, are you willing to invest in long term lifetime value? Um, far too many people are promoting like three or four products, three or four offers. Like you can get to twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a day on one offer. Right. Um, doing one thing exceptionally well on Facebook also makes everything after the click so much better because all of your customers are coming into the same thing. So you only have to manage one problem and it's way easier to crush when you only have one thing to do.
1: Right. How important is a landing page, like a custom landing page for running Facebook ads?
0: Um, I think landing pages are really important. I mean, at the end of the day, Facebook ads just get somebody in the door. Um, a Facebook ad is nothing different than a TV commercial on a billboard, but what happens when they step inside of your store is tremendously important. Um, I mean, I would argue that, you know, Walmart and Kmart and Target aren't that different. They're giant stores selling boxes of things. But one of them is going to make you feel very different than the other one. And one of them you are going to probably spend way more than the other. Yeah. Um, That experience matters. Right. I, I live in L.A. and like we've got Vaughn's and we have Ralph's. Right. I would rather go into a Vons than a Ralph's, even though it's the exact same stuff for the exact same price, because the vibe is different. Yep. And... I don't think that I'm, you know, you might have your choice, but that stuff matters. So I think it's insanely important to measure and improve what happens after the click. Um, at the end of the day, no Facebook ads going to fix a janky site.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. In terms of creatives, uh, you know, there is a time when one particular type of creative worked really well, the direct response ads, or like the as seen on TV type ads really, really really well. For current times, based on all your accounts, what is that, what is the format that works really well for all the accounts?
0: I I love that question because I think ultimately the answer is that there isn't an answer to that question. Um, I would say every brand, like we're talking about the vibe, right, of the landing page and the look and the feel, Um, every brand needs to create, like the purpose of your ad should be to develop a relationship and a bond between the customer and you. And for some brands, that's going to look like static images for some brands. That's going to look like user generated content for some brands. That's going to be video. What's most important is that you try to figure out what problem you're trying to solve and then design creatives to solve that problem. If I've got three UGCs and I'm doing really well, probably I don't need a fourth one. I need a piece of content that somebody that's not going to watch a video is actually going to care about. So, Am I trying to be more efficient with my advertising? And if so, I probably want to solve the same problem, but better. If I want to scale my advertising, I want to try to make my ads appeal to different people because the ads do the targeting. Um, so if I want to spend more, I need to appeal to different types of individuals. So the right answer is almost always what is honest with your brand and what solves the most immediate need that your brand has. That being said, um, I don't, I'm not a believer in any type of one creative type of format does anything better than anybody else. Um, because literally anything can work for anyone. Uh, and and I think we've seen competing brands run UGC and static, and they both work. I just think that some stuff is exciting inside of the uh, echo chambers that we might all exist on online.
1: Love it. And one final question let's get a little controversial. What is a Marketing myth that you're tired of hearing online.
0: Yeah, I would say probably the biggest myth that I want to really address. And it's funny, Dara actually released like 10 hot takes, and one of them I completely agree with. It's that the idea, I think, I think media buying as a skill, as a job, as a career is basically dead. Um, if you are spending more than two or three hours a week on your Facebook ad account, it means you're not doing a good enough job. Facebook media buying is a feature to an overall employee. Like you have to be good at other stuff. Like my Facebook ads, MBA program, I'm training basically Everybody to be good at Facebook ads and be a CMO Um, because you need to know that data. You can be a creative marketer. You can be anything else, but that's not a standalone skill that requires more than a few hours a week. So if you want to make a career as a media buyer, you have to understand that either you're going to be the person pushing buttons all over the place or maybe you decided to do the easy thing of taking some part-time work, 3-4 grand per client, you're pulling in 100k a year, good for you. But very rarely is the idea of somebody's a good media buyer versus somebody isn't. What is way more impactful is somebody's a really good creative strat- strategist or somebody's really good at being a marketing officer and understanding the media mix. Um but The easiest way to buy ads on Facebook is go broad, use dynamic ads, and focus on getting one thing well. That doesn't take that much time. Um, And I think people are under the impression that hard work is a good thing in Facebook. What they don't realize is Facebook is the employee, you're the manager. The harder you work, the more you're micromanaging your employees. You've managed people, I've managed people. The more I micromanage an employee, the worse they are.
1: I love that analogy. I've never heard of that before. It's a great analogy for Facebook.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. I hope that hits home with people. Like, it's a factory, right? If you're tinkering with every step in the factory, you can't be really upset that it's not doing nearly as good as it could if you just figured it out and let it do its thing. You know, I mean, we we have factories with robots in them. Do you think the Tesla robot gives a damn about whether it's building a Model X or a C or whatever? No, it does its job. Your job is to make sure that it does its job as much as it possibly can without you. Any business owner should be working at the greatest extent to make sure that that business is successful without needing them. If you're not doing that, then you've designed yourself a paycheck. And I don't know about you, but I don't build businesses so that I can have a nice paycheck. I build businesses so that I can solve problems and exit them and work on bigger things. Like if you're not thinking big, you're going to stay small and your work ethic should go into everything else in the business, not how do I make the best billboard possible?
1: I love that. Charles, those are extremely valuable tips I just gave. I'm so glad we had this conversation. And that's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I, You know, I, I, I was lovely to get a chance to meet you in person, too. We got to hang a little bit and, um, you know, you're a very, very nice guy. And I, I, I know you do a lot of things behind the scenes to help people out and I think that that is tremendous and I really want to let you know that I appreciate those things. I see stuff. I won't call things out, but you definitely have a really good head on your shoulders and you are exceptionally giving with the opportunity that you've had. And I think a lot of people are better because they've got you in their environment. And I think from where I'm sitting, that is the greatest gift that I feel the greatest thing anybody could ever hopefully say about me was that because I'm in their environment they're better off and I think you're hitting that you're hitting that home and I don't know anybody that knows you that would disagree with that
1: thank you Charlie you you're just that was the biggest compliment you can you could have given me thank you so much You just heard an episode of the Building Blocks podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe below to keep hearing conversations that I have with brilliant marketers, founders, and innovators on how they built their best ideas. Now, if you want to learn how you can turn your best ideas and build something massive out of it, visit my website, bbclass.co, or follow my Twitter at agro.